0: to Save Me and I'll Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiast Amber. Hello. Also joining us is our musical newbie Matt. Hi. And on this week's episode, we are unfortunately missing Kylie, but hopefully she'll be able to join us for the next one. But this is a special week because it is Matt's week. Bah, bah,
1: bah. It's,
2: it's a, a Matsicle.
0: Matzical <laughs> away. So what are we covering?
2: So, uh, we are going to be covering up the follow up show to The Guy Who Doesn't Like Musicals called Black Friday. Oh. It is a show. Wow. <laughs> so, if you guys didn't listen to the previous Matsicle, this is a production from Starkid Productions that just kind of have done like. Weirder, smaller shows, mainly based out of like LA. So, this isn't like a full on Broadway show. It's like a small theater, you know, tiny set kind of thing. But Black Friday is a comedy horror musical that takes place in the exact same setting as the guy who doesn't like musicals, but it is an alternate universe. ho
0: uh,
2: I guess weird things just happen in this particular area. In an alternate universe. Yeah. So much like the last one, the show lyrics are done by Jeff Blim and the book is done by Matt and Nick Lang. This particular show ran from October 31st, 2019 to December 8th of 2019 at the Hudson Main Stage Theater in Los Angeles, California. And it was under the direction of Nick Lang. There is a live recording of the musical that has been uploaded to YouTube and it was uploaded on February 29th of 2020. It's like mid 2 million views. Oh. So all right. fairly decent. Yeah. And much like the last one and a lot of their recent work, funding for the show was done through Kickstarter and project raised $547,439 through 11,704 backers and its wow. original goal was 155,000. Wow.
0: Damn. So they did quite well. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, there's a lot of people very invested in this very dumb stuff. Sure. Yeah, it's it's got the same kind of crew that was in the previous show minus one person, Mariah Rose Faith, was actually cast to be in the national tour of The Mean Girls musical. Uh-huh. Nice. So yeah, it's a pretty pretty cool thing to do, so understandably she is not here for Black Friday. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot on the show, mainly because it was pretty new and it kind of wrapped up its things right on the uh, cusp of, you know, everybody's fun pandemic rolling around. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for the starting information. Are we uh, ready to waltz on into act one on this i guess i
0: don't know if i'm ready per se (laughs) but
2: (laughs) yeah hold on to your boots because this is weird and i will say this show has a lot of like jokes and and like quippy lines in the dialogue that's not going to be in all the songs so that is where a lot of the kind of charm in it is so if you're listening to just the soundtrack it's definitely going to be kind of meh Mm. And then if you watch the whole thing, which is on YouTube still, uh, it's okay. Okay. Yeah, so
0: we will link the playlist in our Spotify, like usual, which has been our show notes. And then I'll also find that YouTube for you guys and have it in the blog post for this week. And I have listened to the soundtrack, and I will say it has gotten a huge mama warning.
2: <laughs> yeah, hmm. much like a lot of their productions. Yeah. It is not child appropriate. A lot of cursing. Okay. I mean, one of their early, early shows was My Dick and Me, so.
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I guess let's
2: <laughs> get into it. Alrighty, so our show begins with a commercial where Uncle Wiley and his Sniggles advertise a new doll called Tickle Me Wiggly by Uncle Wily's Toys and the Wiggly Jingle.
1: Gross. I'm already uncomfortable.
2: oh yeah for sure it's weird but it's essentially a tickle me elmo doll but it's like you know maybe if that was done through like monsters inc or something (laughs) and after we get this commercial we cut to a couple driving it's the day after thanksgiving and paul matthews and emma perkins arrive at emma's brother-in-law's tom houston's house Tom is a cranky war veteran. He's got some PTSD. And uh, his wife, Jane, which is Emma's sister, also recently died in a car accident. Oh, no. So things aren't great for him. No. Paul and Emma find out Tom was kind of getting everybody together. Not for a fun, loving family get-together, but so they can babysit his son, Tim, while he goes to the mall and gets a tickle-me-wiggly. Sure. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it's a first surprise Christmas gift, but they're kind of mad at him because, you know, he thought it was going to be family time.
1: Right. I'm getting vibes from that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely a lot of inspiration from a lot of different things in this show, and I'm sure you will start spotting many of them. Paul and Emma uh, explain to him that there's going to be huge lines. There's a crazy demand for this toy, and it's going to be impossible to get one. But Tom still leaves for the mall anyway in the song. What Tim wants kind of ends that scene, and pretty much he's just going to be a really dedicated dad. And whatever his son wants, no matter what it is, he's going to get it for him.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of parents say on Black Friday. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So once he arrives at the mall, he actually runs into a uh, former student, Lex Foster, and she is now just kind of a snarky toy zone worker. She was doing very well in school, was valedictorian, or some some high accolade, I'm not remembering right now, but pretty much once he left due to his wife dying, he wasn't really feeling fit to teach his shop class anymore, she kind of just gave up on school and dropped out She's kind of lost all of her ambitions apparently his class was the only thing keeping her grades afloat listen it's kind of loose but sure whatever (laughs) yeah sure so he asked her since she does work at the toy zone if she could possibly set aside a doll for him so that way he can you know make sure he makes tim's christmas and she's like oh So I can help you cheat out all these other people that have been waiting in line for for days now? Yeah, no, get (laughs) lost. (laughs) Just pretty much sasses him out of the scene. We then cut to inside the toy zone where the manager, Frank Pricely, arrives and reprimands Lex for slacking off. The new shipment of wigglies have just arrived and the delivery man who is just kind of a sleaze ball <laughs> gives some like vague foreshadowing as comments about these dolls like ah they're going to be a killing and then there's just like a long pause oh no <laughs> so things of that nature but pricely tells Uh, Lex to unpack the box and is just being an overall big jerk because uh, he brings up her alcoholic mother (laughs) and saying how much of a disappointment she's been and maybe she put some more effort in. She could get something out of life. And it's like, dude, you are a manager at a toy store.
0: (laughs) I will leave today.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, her boss leaves. Lex opens up this crate and before she starts unpacking everything, she manages to sneak one of the dolls into her bag And right when she does that, her boyfriend, Ethan Green, arrives and kind of surprises her, saying like, hey, are you shoplifting? And she's like, oh, you idiot. I didn't know it was you.
0: (laughs) But yes.
2: (laughs) So he, he arrives at the store. He had picked up her troubled little sister, Hannah, and had brought her to the store just to say hi to her before her shift started. Hannah is not... All there like mentally she's uh, something is up with her, and she has this imaginary spider that she speaks to no nope. oh. <laughs> so it's it's a bit strange
1: it's a nope,
2: <laughs> but she seems to be having a bad day, and when they ask her about it, she says the day will have bad blood, or the spider says that the day will have bad blood
0: <laughs> uh no, thank you
2: yeah, that's good stuff all around this comment is mostly ignored by the other two just kind of Uh, That's just usual weird stuff that Hannah does, but they are pretty excited because Ethan informs them of their plan of selling the stolen doll has changed. Uh, They were originally just going to get a couple hundred bucks for it, but uh, word got around and now a bidding war has started. Oh. And since they're in such low supply, someone's willing to pay seven grand for it. Oh my god. And so yeah, they are all super excited and celebrate, and Lex ends up writing a letter to her alcoholic mother, telling her that they are leaving for California, and that they're taking Hannah with them in the song "California," mia Pretty much, it's like, Screw you, Mom, I'm leaving with my leather jacket-wearing boyfriend.
0: Nice. Got him.
2: So Lex ends up giving the backpack with the stolen doll in it to Hannah, and she gets ready for her shift, and the other two head off into the mall. Outside the store, we see a long line of people eagerly awaiting for this new toy to drop. And we see Linda Monroe, a town socialite, as she uh, she bribes her way to the front of the line. She is looking to just purchase four of them for her lovely boys, but is kind of yelled at by another character, Becky Barnes, who is a, uh, a nurse that's trying to buy the doll for one of her patients, just pretty much saying, like, you can't. Do that. We've been waiting here for a long time. She's like, well, this other guy took my money. And, and yeah, Linda pretty much responds by shaming Becky about having an abusive marriage that kind of uh, got broken off a little while ago and just calls her weak. Wow. Oh. You know, like a good person does, right? Right. <laughs> what a jerk. Works. Yeah, the show's filled with a bunch of buttholes. So.
0: Okay. <laughs> awesome. Get used
2: <laughs> to it. And yeah, so when Becky's just kind of retreats a little bit and Tom ends up showing up and trying to convince somebody to let him in the line and he's only got 20 bucks, not not rolling in dough like Miss Monroe, <laughs> but ends up bumping into Becky and time kind of has like a weird stop and uh, all the shoppers around begin to gossip about how those two were high school sweethearts back in the day.
1: Oh, no. Uh-huh. The song kicks up,
2: uh, what do you say? Where they're jumping around, gossiping, and then it would cuts back to the couple where they have awkward conversation of, hey, we used to date and now we're very different people, but hey, how, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny because they they grab the two and, like, force them to do, like, musical dance but still be, like, staring at each other. (laughs) It's very, like, awkward and puppety. It's pretty funny. And Becky eventually, through all the awkward talk, mentions that she misses him. But the store begins to open up right after she does that. So everybody is just excited to get in the store and... It's kind of. Eh, let's put a let's put a button on that.
0: <laughs> put a pin
2: in it. As people are, are rolling in the store, uh, Pricely watches everyone enter with capitalistic excitement. That's the <laughs> only way to really describe it in the song, Our Doors Are Open. And let me tell you, he is very horny for money. So, like Mr. Krabs? <laughs> yeah, but like extra. Yikes.
1: Yikes, yeah.
2: <laughs> Big ol' yikes. So, at the front of the line is the middle-aged toy collector and presumed sexual deviant Sherman Young is the uh, first in line and states that he wishes to purchase every doll the store has in stock.
1: That's so rude. Um.
2: And, you know, Pricely, just wanting money out of all this, he's like, oh, would you like those (laughs) gift-wrapped? Right. (laughs) So he doesn't care. So the customers in line begin arguing about how this should be handled and handed out. And eventually somebody steps forward and says, I'm willing to pay $500 for that doll. And Pricely's like, oh, oh, I see an opportunity here. Whoever (laughs) wants to pay me the most will get a doll. And so, yeah, he's drawn in by this greed and starts a bidding war. Because, you know, that's how you handle things.
0: Yeah, that's normal.
2: But it is not too long before one of the customers says, If I can't buy a doll, I am taking a doll. And goes to just steal one. And a big <laughs> fight breaks out in the line. And it soon turns into straight up chaos. Of course it does. Yeah. And the chaos spreads to the rest of the mall, too. Oh. And yeah, everybody's just running around trying to grab these... Dolls for whatever reason. It's in the uh, song Feast or Famine, where, guess what, guys? This show's got a message about capitalism. (gasps) No. And how we tear each other apart around these holiday times for, Mm -hmm. you know, the gain of just the companies. It's very subtle. Uh Super subtle. Oh, yeah. So... While this craziness is happening, Ethan and Hannah are trying to see a Christmas movie at the Cineplex. Ethan is uh, short on cash, because who can afford $30 for two tickets? That's pretty expensive. I mean, it's pretty dumb, but... I mean, that's been movie prices for a hot minute.
0: (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately.
2: And so yeah, he gets in a little bit of a argument with the theater worker. Eventually security comes by and they are getting ready to throw him out of the mall because it seems like he's had some trouble past here before. He eventually gets a call about the brawl that's happening at the toy store and goes to investigate. So they start to separate, but eventually two of the crazed shoppers come across them and they're like, hey, I bet this guy's got a doll on him. So they just beat the crap out of him. Cool. Uh, as he's getting jumped, he manages to tell Hannah to go run and hide in one of the playgrounds there at the mall. So she gets away safely, but Ethan is just left to the uh, horrible hands of these crazed shoppers. <laughs> Tom and Becky manage to show up to the scene and fend off the crazy people, but it is it is too late. Ethan is lying there dying on the floor. Oh. And his Jesus. last words... Uh, with the promise to get Lex to California, and yet he dies.
0: <laughs> oh, all right. Damn
2: yeah. yeah. Yep. Just a, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's yeah, how. That's how the stakes are in this show. <laughs> Jeez. One of the shoppers uh, from the line sees Becky has a doll and tries to take it from her. Tom attempts to stop this before he gets all the way to Becky, but ends up getting stabbed in the process. Jeez. And Becky loses the doll to the crazy chopper anyway, so, you know. Cool. Going great for everybody.
1: hmm
2: <laughs> Elsewhere in the mall, Linda runs into the strange delivery man from earlier. He's still being creepy. And uh, seems to know her name and claims that she is meant for greater things. And she is kind of drawn in by this promise of power and adoration. And, uh, yeah, as the strange man pulls her into the darkness and then also into whatever scheme he has in mind. Yikes. Uh, More, yeah, it kind of looked like a brainwashing scene. Okay. But, yeah, just just weird. But, guys, meanwhile, Mm -hmm. at the Oval Office, President... Howard Goodman and his cabinet are debating on what to do regarding this wiggly crisis. Apparently it is happening all over. As they are kind of going through the options, the vice president ends up revealing that he has one of the dolls, and the cabinet starts to slowly turn on each other in order to get this doll into their possession. The uh, chaos is then interrupted by a uh, gunshot from General John McNamara of P-E-I-P, or Peep. Peep. Which, if you remember, that is the same character from the last show. Uh Yep. These are the people that deal with, like, the unnatural occurrences around the world. But yeah, Peep has discovered that these dolls have a more sinister plot than they originally appear. And we get the song Monsters and Men which is like a weirdly like dramatic song where he's trying to get the president to like man up and do what needs to be done which we don't know what that is yet. <laughs> Something. And yeah, that leads us into our intermission. Wah-wah-wah.
0: huh. So, this is a show. <laughs> this is a show. It is You're a thing wrong. that is happening. Yes. It is definitely wild. And if you just listen to the soundtrack, you have like no idea what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. I will say that. But what do we feel about this show so far?
2: It's dumb.
1: (laughs) And yet, like... Yes. I'm just not surprised that uh, people are fighting over toys on Black Friday. So like I can definitely see how they like came up with this show. Like they were like, ah, yes, Black Friday. Let's go. And it just like... Story created itself, obviously. Oh my gosh, yeah! Like <laughs> this
0: isn't that far, you know, from from reality, unfortunately. Oh, hell yeah! So... <laughs>
2: it's definitely not a show with a subtle message. It is a uh, blunt object that they beat you over the head with.
0: Yeah, super subtle.
2: But I mean, it's if you like I'm really okay dumb, it, <laughs> dumb humor, then then it's all good. Yeah. It listen, it's it there's a reason it's not on a Broadway uh, production right now.
0: Yeah, it it, de- it definitely fits, like, the YouTube theme, I think. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good
2: spot. Yeah, this is definitely, like, an internet craze, like, you know, got its, like, cult following stuff, and it's working for them. Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> just based on this first half, obviously we haven't gotten into the second half, and I'm sure it gets weirder,
2: but I'm oh, feeling better yes. about
1: it than I did the last one. So there's that. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it was about the last one, but, like, I don't know. I like this one just a little bit more
0: the the singing aliens didn't do it for you no it didn't (laughs) (laughs) no it did not well fair enough but yeah so since kylie is not here amber would you like to read us our theater fact this week totally
1: so factoid for you guys today so did you know that some shows have managed to fail twice on broadway damn So the 1966 showing of Breakfast at Tiffany's closed after just four previews, and they never oh. got an actual like regular performance. and then they tried to run it again in 2013 with Amelia Clark and Corey Michael Smith as the lead roles and that show closed after 38 performances. So wow, <laughs> they got a little farther, but uh
2: <laughs> not not wow. that much more. That is rough.
1: Considering that's like such a famous movie, I don't. Wow. I guess it just didn't...
0: Yeah, we'll have to show, cover that one
1: huh.
2: just to say that we did. Yeah, I guess it just didn't transfer to, the you the know, stage. the stage well. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, looking it up, there, there was a, a bunch of different lists on there. I'm trying to remember. I think it was like Carrie or something was on was showing up on a lot of the same lists. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
0: because Carrie literally had the worst opening of all Broadway until they revamped it. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: So <laughs> I know, you know I knew what we were talking about at one point. But yeah, it was just funny. It was just like... Hey, well, let's try it again. Let's get some, you know, faces that people might know. Oh, no, it's still bad. Uh, no, All right. oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can't fix a, you know, a bad script. Like, you have
0: to scrap it and start over. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Unfortunately. Interesting, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are we ready to...
2: Shop till we drop in Act 2?
1: Heck yeah. I'll take it. Except I don't want to actually shop till I drop, because I have a feeling that means murder in this show, and I'm not ready for that. Yeah, I'm not
2: ready for murder. Yes. (laughs) Alrighty. So yeah, Act 2 opens up with a scene from a movie that was playing at the movie theater uh, from Santa Claus is Going to High School. Nope. There's a song Deck the Halls of Northville High. And essentially uh, the plot that is given about this movie is that all the kids are on the naughty list. So Santa turns himself into a kid to figure out or reconnect with the kids of why they're on the naughty list. It's a weird... High school self. shenanigans happen. Mm-hmm. So, sure. And Tom ends up waking up in the movie theater with Becky kind of nursing his stab wound with a first aid kit she found in the box office. And it just so happens that they are both sitting in the their usual seats at the theater from when they were dating back in high school. And they they uh, found some uh, old penises that they had drawn into uh, one of the backs of the seats. Wow. Romantic. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. So yeah, they kind of talk about their, their younger days, and then things start getting you know a little emotional. And they both kind of address their recent troubled path. Tom is feeling responsible for his wife's death because he was driving when the, the car accident happened. and mm. Becky actually ends up confessing that she stabbed her abusive husband and left him for dead. Oh, oh. all right. Yeah, so uh, everybody in town just thinks that he left her for some younger girl in, like, Florida. Uh, but no, he's probably just dead somewhere in the woods. Nice. And I guess this town just doesn't look into that stuff. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, in the song Take Me Back, they, they kind of console each other. Uh, and, you know, the only way... To do during, you know, crisis is to uh, bone down in the theater.
0: Yeah. Yeah, while you have a stab wound.
2: While you have a stab wound and while there's essentially chaotic riots happening outside. Mass murder going on. (laughs) Why not? Sure. We then cut to Peep headquarters where McNamara introduces President Goodman to a second-in-command, Xander Lee, and they explain the existence of the black and white It is a uh, place between dimensions and the origin of the entity known as Wiggly. Okay. Listen, it gets weird. (laughs) (laughs) Wiggly is attempting to make its way into our world where it can kind of remake things according to its own will by kind of, you know, brainwashing people, as we have been seeing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know what? You know what Peep's great plan is? Is that they're going to send the president into the black and white in order to work out a peace treaty with Wiggly.
0: Sure. Yeah.
2: And you know, if that fails, they're just going to launch a nuke inside the Black and White. But you know, that's just a backup.
0: Well, yeah. America.
2: Yes, this is how we do things up here. (laughs) So go back to the mall and we now see Sherman, the toy collector, is leading a sermon for Wiggly's supposed prophet, Linda. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're, they're essentially just being uh, you know new religion cultists yeah and the uh the shoppers have captured pricely and lex and are brought forward and linda's demanding to know where all the rest of the dolls are but Pricely tells linda that there's no dolls left because they all took all of them like savages and so she's like okay i don't have any need of you anymore and kills them <laughs> oh all right well sucks to suck <laughs> yeah I mean, he was a terrible person anyway, so goodbye. (laughs) She tries to get information out of Leck, but she remains defiant and just kind of the no-nonsense attitude, but they just take her away. And the security guard tells Linda that he saw Hannah through the security tapes running around with one earlier. So Linda orders her minions to go find her and bring her the doll is in the song, Adore Me. And it's just, yeah, just a pompous, blonde, white chick power song, I guess. (laughs) All right, sure. So we now cut to Hannah, and she is in the midst of hiding from everybody. And uh, she gets a vision uh, from Ethan. Um... And she's like, "Uh, my spider told me you're dead. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm dead. (laughs) And so right. she kind of quickly realizes that something's up and this is, this is not right. And it's revealed that this vision is actually a manifestation of Wiggly. <gasps> and it was saying that, like, she could have been the, the prophet. And she's, like, tapped into the black and white, but she's different. Different. Hannah takes out the doll and Wiggly threatens to kill her, because why not? But she snaps back to reality when Tom and Becky find her. But when they kind of see that she has a doll, they both go into that weird, panicked craze again. And they, they try and get it from her, just trying to coax it out of her first. But uh, she knows what's up. She runs away. gets the Gets the heck away from these dangerous, weird adults. <laughs> But they come up with a plan. Becky mo- mostly comes up with a plan that, oh, no, you're doing it all wrong. you gotta, you got to lull them in and knock them out. And she's got a uh, syringe of something with her, some sort of oh. anesthetic. That's just going to put her down for a little bit. And this is in the song, Do You Want to Play? And it's as creepy as it sounds. Yeah, it yeah. Sounds creepy. However, this plan goes terribly. So when they find her, Becky ends up accidentally stabbing herself with the syringe <laughs> so uh she takes a nap on top of hannah so she's kind of trapped <laughs> down there and Tom um, goes well i got a wiggly i'll check in with you later looks like you need a nap And just ditches her
0: oh okay sure
2: <laughs> right after he leaves two of the cult members find hannah and becky and they take them both to linda thinking that they have the doll somewhere on them so, you know well, you can't really find it anyway else i guess uh, couldn't have just checked it's weird We then cut back to the Peep headquarters where Goodman enters the portal into the black and white. And he's kind of going through darkness in like a spacesuit for a while. But he eventually runs into that same strange delivery man here in the black and white. It's Uncle Wily. Goodman also encounters an enormous abomination that can only be Wiggly itself. And Ooh. Wiley and the Sniggles kind of taunt Goodman for the consumerist culture that allowed their plan to unfold. And the song Made in America, which is, yep, that, you know, same message okay, yep. has been beaten into your face this entire time.
1: Right.
2: Saying just like, oh, yep, this can only have happened in America because y'all are so entrenched in this mindset. And it's just like, I mean, you're not wrong, but okay, sure. <laughs> right. Uh Yeah. <laughs> And right before things are kind of closing in on Goodman, McNamara appears and saves Goodman allows himself to remain lost in the black and white. No! So yeah, the noble hero sacrifice. When Goodman gets out, he informs Lee to launch the bomb, but wom womp, it doesn't end up exploding inside the black and white. Oh. Turns out it, it got plopped out in Moscow right before it exploded and blew up. So... Sorry, Moscow. We've got World War Three now. <laughs> have fun with that. But we're not we're not worrying about that right now. Back at the mall, the creepy collector Sherman is holding Lex hostage, and Sherman has a box cutter. So Lex tries to tap into like the the personal knowledge that she has of Sherman, and tries to snap him out of this weird mind funk that he's in, and tries to offer him all of the pony dolls they have in the back storerooms, even the ones that have like. The Miss Paints, because those are rare. Ooh. And she manages to get free of his grasp and, you know, like an idiot, just kind of saying, like, Ah, I lied, right when she gets away. So she gets, you know, into a stranglehold from Sherman immediately after that, Uh. because she's an idiot. Yep. And as she is about to lose air and pass out and die, she laments over her failed life in the song Black Friday. Uh, <laughs> but in the in the darkness, a voice reaches out to her. It's McNamara. Oh! And he comes to her oh! in a vision. Yeah, much like Ethan did for Hannah. However, McNamara is still himself and wants to help her. Wow. His way of helping is trying to offer his gun, even though he is still in the black and white. <laughs> so Lex tries with all of her might to reach through dimensions and manages to manifest the gun and shoot Sherman. Oh, okay. That's how-
0: Guns. Work? That's how, yep, anything works.
2: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Just
1: manifest it.
2: And yeah, McNamara gives her instructions to wake up the warrior of light that has been left sleeping and to kill the prophet and save the world. You know, easy things to do.
0: Yeah, you know, that's super simple.
2: So Lex immediately runs off and tries to find Tom and finds him with the last doll as he's like walking out of the mall. And tries to explain to him that the doll's plan is to fill the hole in people's lives that, you know, that they might have for anything like drama or, or whatnot. And then once she explains that to Tim, that Tim doesn't actually want the doll. He wants a father. Tom kind of shakes out of his funk and agrees to help her find Linda and stop all this. In the song, If I Fail You. All right. Yeah, we, we then cut to the food court where the cult members bring Becky and Hannah forward to Linda. They believe that. Becky is either dead or too drunk to do anything, so she's <laughs> Linda says, "Ah, oh, it's not fun to insult you if you're not awake to hear it." Throw her, throw her away, boys. Rude. So they focus on Hannah and try and find the doll. They they find out there is no doll, but Lex rushes into the scene is holding the the last Wiggly uh, as a distraction. So Linda is you know doing the villain thing of like, "Ah, oh, you rush in here without anything prepared. You are truly an idiot." And then. Tom sneaks <laughs> up around everything and manages to to hold her at gunpoint behind her head. Nice. She's like, ah, you got out foxed by an idiot then, and I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, just dig on both of you guys, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but. Through the talking to the standoff, Linda manages to distract Lex and disarm Tom, and everything you know is, is crazy. Linda gets her her hand on the doll, and the followers all begin to praise their god. Oh! And yeah, during this worship, Becky wakes up and gets a hold of the gun and shoots Linda, and Got she's her. dead. Got her good. Yep, nailed it. <laughs> Lex sets the doll on fire, and eventually the entire mall just catches fire, too. Oh, yeah. The surviving shoppers manage to meet up with Paul and Emma and Tim, and they're all, you know, just happy to be alive and out of all that craziness. And then Hannah starts to, you know, tap, tap into the weird side again and recounts odd visions of an uncertain future, and this is all in the, the concluding song of What If Tomorrow Comes... And in the uh, last seconds of this dark Black Friday, the shoppers gather together as a mysterious whooshing noise is heard. (gasps) Not the whooshing. Yep, the most ominous thing, whooshing. Whoosh. And yeah, that's the show.
0: (laughs) That was something. I don't know if it was a
2: show, but, um... (laughs) So now that you've heard Act 2, Amber, how do you feel?
1: I, I mean, I knew it would get weirder.
2: Yes,
1: and it did. So you know, there's that. And yes, the whole like doll wiggly thing. <laughs> wiggly out It's Weird, but it it just it doesn't feel as weird to me as the aliens did. So I still <laughs> stand by my comments. That's yeah. That's bizarre for me.
0: I'm surprised.
2: Yeah, they're definitely both. Up there in like weird factors, and there's like just a lot of things happening, and you know it's it's one of those shows where you can just like you can probably just turn your brain off for this and just be entertained.
0: Yeah. Also, I will say listening to it, I don't know what character it was, but there's one uh, character in here I hate her voice. Oh.
2: But yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. I didn't, I didn't really like Lex's voice.
0: Just like a weird accent.
2: Yeah. Was happening,
0: and I was like, why? This is not. What? <laughs> what are you trying to go for here?
2: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best.
0: But it's interesting mm-hmm. to listen to. I haven't watched it, but I did. Yeah, listen to it, and <laughs> it's it's weird.
2: It's this would be a good one since it is on YouTube. If you just want like a drunk like musical bad like not bad but like weird musical night, this would be a good one to like have some drinks with. Okay, I feel.
0: I feel like you might enjoy it more that way. It's definitely bizarre, and I—I I mean, I don't really care for like their shows too much. But some of the songs were catchy. I will say that. Yeah, there, there's some good ones in there. There is
2: a third installment of the Hatchet Field trilogy, as it's being called. The next one is "Nerdy Prudes Must Die." Uh, okay. I'm sure it'll be you know just as weird. Yeah. but It was it was planned on you know happening in 2020, but you know. COVID is the COVID. thing. So there's no, there's nothing for it right now. So that'll be maybe something to check in on later down the line. Well, uh, yeah. That's, that's the show.
0: We did it. Yeah. Matt did it. Yeah. Wow. It's weird. So definitely, you know, make your own decisions about it. It is again up on YouTube. So take the opportunity to go watch that.
2: Hey, yeah. For a show you don't have to pay for, it's okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay. It is all right. <laughs> yeah, so let us know what you think about it. Reach out to us and let us know if you went to go see it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think that will wrap us up on this one, you guys. Thanks, Matt, for presenting this one to us.
2: Always a good time. If you guys have any weird suggestions, please let me know. I do like finding the, like any of the, the weird stuff I've covered in the past and yeah, it's, it's just so fun. I definitely give him more ideas, because that's what we need in our life.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you did want to listen to the first installment, quote unquote, of this one, it is episode 59, and I will go ahead and link that for you guys in the show notes, so you can go back and listen to this weird parallel universe thing they got going on. <laughs> yeah. It is
2: bizarre, but go for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. This helps ensure that you get our episodes as soon as they are posted. And also, if you're on Apple, please leave us a five-star review. It helps boost us in them sweet, sweet numbers. We can't get enough of
0: them delicious numbers.
2: <laughs> delicious and nutritious numbers.
0: Um no. Hey. <laughs> And of course, as always, the best way to help us is via word of mouth. So go ahead and tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, any weird demon entities you might have just like floating around in the <laughs> black and white,
1: whatever. They'll probably like us. If you're shopping on Black Friday, which is a few months away, and you're just like standing in line waiting to check out, tell some people about our podcast. Right. Yeah. Just talk about it. Be yeah. like, hey, I watched a show about Black Friday.
0: Go check them out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't recommend this one first. Well, maybe, but-
2: not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not.
0: Maybe not. But yeah, just go ahead and tell people about-, people about us because that's how we actually get around to other people the best. You know, we can do all the promotions we want, but the best way to do it is from recommendations from people that, you know, like it already. So thanks in advance.
1: Thank you. And of course, like Matt was saying, if you want to reach out and give us some more suggestions or talk to us about this weird show, please <laughs> feel free to do so because we would love to chat with you. The best way to do that oh, yeah. is to email us at savemeanalseat at gmail.com or you can find us all over the internets. We are on Twitter at saveanalseat, we are on Facebook at savemeanalseat, we are on Instagram at savemeanalseat, and we're on YouTube under the Ragtag Network. Yeah, so
0: check us out. And to keep a track of what else we are doing and other shows that we might be part of and producing in the future, you can go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. It's also where you can find some sweet, sweet merch, which you just do the www.ragtagnetwork.com slash merch. You can find some cool designs that we got on there for us and for the other shows in our network. We really appreciate you going to checking that out. Yeah. But I believe that is all that we've got for you guys this week. We are sad that Kylie couldn't join us, but we'll see her hopefully on the next one. That'll wrap up this episode of Save Me Now. See. we'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.